0: Hey, everyone. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the brand new water theme park experience that Universal Orlando announced today, Volcano Bay. Talked about it before, but now we're actually going to talk about it more since it's officially announced. Plus, Rhino and I had a raptor encounter. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Curb your enthusiasm for that one. Uh all that and more coming up just shortly, live from the Bob Varley studio. This is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 38 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Disney Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation, which is starting to look better than a Disney vacation. You can visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams, and today... Uh, I am not in my normal seat because, well, we have a missing person at the table. So before, uh, before we get to who that spoiler reveal is, I'm here with Jenny
1: Lindahl. Hello.
0: And then back on the controls, is it going to be Dustin or Rhino?
1: 50-50 chance of getting it right.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's Rhino. Uh, Rhino Clavin. Yes, hello. Un- unfortunately, Dustin West is... I thought you were going to say, it's unfortunately Rhino. <laughs> unfortunately, it is Rhino. And also, unfortunately, Dustin West is out today. He tried to show up with a, uh, with a high fever, I guess, and other symptoms of not feeling well he was
1: promptly sent home
0: and he was promptly sent home before i even made it here because we had a lot of uh i had a lot of things to cover before i came over here today so we miss dustin uh he will be hopefully alive and well for the next time that we do this
1: yeah fingers crossed
0: fingers crossed yes uh but yep feel better if you're at home watching dustin or listening and if you're not then well it's your loss because this is going to be an awesome episode yes I think it is Uh, a lot of big things have been happening this week and uh, we're going to get to all of them and I don't really want to waste any time because anytime I try to you know kind of make a filler out of the start of the show because I think we're going to run short we always end up going way over an hour so Mm -hmm. let's just jump straight into the buzz this week because it's a buzz week and this week the big buzz is Universal officially announced Volcano Bay water park
1: and there was much rejoicing
0: oh and there was a ton of rejoicing so earlier this morning about 11 o'clock in the a.m uh which stands for morning for people who don't know about time yeah okay what wait what does the a.m stand for it stands for morning but what does p.m mean night post morning Post-morning. There you <laughs> go. A-morning <laughs> and post-morning. Yeah. <laughs> and for those out there who would like to correct us on what it actually means.
1: I'm sure that will uh, be coming.
0: Yeah, most of our comments for the show last week were not about what we talked about on the show itself. It was all about, about hearkening harkening. versus harpening. <laughs> uh, so if you want to correct us on what AM and PM actually stands for, because I don't have enough time to Google it in my life, you can send us an email at podcast podcast at disunplug.com or just comment on YouTube or on Facebook, any place.
1: In the meantime, we're going to talk about Volcano Bay.
0: Yeah. Getting back on track. So a couple of months ago, we talked about Volcano Bay and how it was leaked kind of through that I drive committee town square type meeting uh, on the map that they gave out to people that were in attendance there. It said Volcano Bay, Opening fall 2016. And so we already basically knew that a water park was going in there before. These rumors had been circulating for so long now that it was just, it was time before something was actually going to come out. And uh, so then we got the idea that it was going to be happening in fall 2016. And then a little while earlier in the morning, I was just, I got up and I did my thing on Twitter like I always do. And check out what's happening. If anything's been announced that I've completely missed because I like to sleep in. Uh, and all of a sudden I saw a little, a gif or a gif, cause I know we go back and forth on that on this show too, that was posted by, I believe Brittany Barron from the universal PR team and said it started having water rising up and in her description, it said 11 AM. So basically that kind of prompted that there was going to be an announcement about the water park and, you know, just slightly before 11 o'clock, it was announced that Volcano Bay would be opening up in 2017. Uh, and
1: Which is a little bit different than what we had heard from the iDrive.
0: Yeah, thing. of course. Uh, so we don't have an actual opening date in 2017. It could be spring. It could be summer, which would make the most sense. Or it could be fall or winter again, which doesn't make as much, much sense. sense. But... Also, along with it, there was a little bit of uh, an excitement in that in Universal's media press release that they put out, they described it, or they said that Volcano Bay at Universal Orlando Resort will join Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure and become the resort's third incredibly immersive park. Mm. So by saying that, it doesn't even just sound like it's going to be a new water park coming to Universal property. It sounds like it could be, More than that. Like, it's a third gate, essentially. And that could be exciting because they are... They're calling it not just a water park. They're calling it a water theme park experience.
1: Okay. That does create quite the bigger type of expectation.
0: I have no idea, really, what a water theme park experience would be. Rhino, do you have any idea of what a water theme park experience might be? Yes. Oh, can you... Elaborate then? No, I don't. I don't know. I I am very excited
2: for this uh, for the announcement. There was this water park I used to go to in New Hampshire as a kid a lot. My mom would have work things there called Water Country, mm-hmm. and it was very large. And I, I think it was maybe larger than the ones here. Or it was because I was so much smaller back in the day. But um, I I I just remember it being like really cool because there's tons of stuff. And if I don't know where I'm going with this, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm okay. sorry. That was That's terrible.
0: Fine. It's There is a lot of gray area in this matter uh, because I am going to read a lot from not only my news article on it that you can find at universal.wdwinfo.com as well as the Universal press release. But I'm going to read more of what they say because they have more correct information, I like to believe. Okay. Not that mine's not. But uh, – They say that it will be a place for the entire family. It will be a whole new generation of experience that reimagines what it means to be a water park. Uh, Imagine a place that offers radically innovative, thrilling attractions peaceful moments of relaxation and an inspired guest experience that will forever change the perception of water theme parks. It will be set in a highly themed completely immersive environment inspired by postcard perfect tropical islands and it will, become, it will be the kind of special place that only the Universal team the same team that has changed the face of Universal Orlando Resort in recent years can envision and create. Well they're setting the bar oh, real I, that high with that. That is exactly
1: that. what I was going to say. They're making a huge statement with that oh, yeah. but if it hadn't been for recent things such as Diagon Alley, I would hesitate. Uh, I normally would hesitate to believe that somebody could do you know do something that wildly and radically different. But I, I don't know. I have a little bit more faith that they would be able to because I mean, oh yeah, they've been pretty impressive in the recent changes. I in just got parks.
2: goosebumps from that when you read that. But I I don't think I don't read. I only read uh, like snippets of it, so it all strung together like that. Is it because of the Orson Welles tone that I read it in? Yeah, I I didn't know if I should, um, like, run and start screaming. Um, But uh, I'm just really excited for that level of theming to be brought to a water park, especially, like, paired right next to the Cabana Bay Resort and everything. Like, it just, it's very
0: exciting. Well, in we do have uh, the picture that they released with uh, the press announcement, and, Oh, my gosh. Volcano Bay looks amazing. For those of you watching, you'll be able to see it right now, obviously. And for everyone else that is listening or listening later on in life, I don't know, it'll be in the show notes for this uh, this episode, which you can find them at disunplug.com. But obviously, the one thing which we knew was going to happen is there was going to be a giant volcano-like structure that I believe from some of the early, early permits that were released they said it was going to be around 200 feet tall.
1: Which, oh, wow. That's pretty serious. Well,
0: that would make it, if I'm not mistaken, that would make it the largest structure in a water park in okay. Orlando.
2: That's um, To put that into perspective, that's like two feet taller than the Tower of Terror or foot taller than Tower of Terror? Isn't that 200 feet?
0: It's 198 feet, I believe. Because 200 is a fly zone, I yeah, think, Yeah, at right? 200, they have to put the blinking lights on so airplanes don't crash into them. I mean, that works fine for that blinking red light for, I mean, obviously when you're looking at the concept art with it, it, the people look a lot bigger. So I don't know what the actual size of the mountain is going to be. That's something that will come later on in life, but there's going to be a freaking water slide in the middle of that giant mountain Mm -hmm. volcano mountainous, if you might say, uh, and obviously from the concept art, there looks like there's going to be slides here and there all around. Don't know what kind and a wave pool at least. So it's yeah. going to have all the staples of yeah, a they've water
1: mentioned, park. They mentioned the wave pool, lazy river, yeah. rapid rides. Uh, those are the things I recall yeah. them stating so far, but other than that, not many details.
0: Yeah. And I just really wish I understood more about what, what they qualify as a water theme park because Since they are toting how much of an immersive experience it will be, I I would argue that Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon over at Walt Disney World are also extremely immersive.
1: I would argue that as well. And
0: I could almost consider them water theme park experiences too. But whenever you count, uh, whenever you talk about Disney and they say, oh, will there be potentially be a fifth gate, that's not taking into consideration that their two water parks are already gates to draw people in but so that's where the confusion's coming in is universal going to consider this a new theme park and have other attractions in it too or is it going to be a water park and they just
1: it's a valid question because obviously we are familiar everyone is familiar with typhoon lagoon blizzard beach and yet they still make the statement that this park is going to be a radically different immersive experience than any other so they're already saying this is going to be something entirely other than what already yeah. exists.
0: And, of course, Volcano Bay, as we've said before on the show, it's going to be right south of Cabana Bay. And this little triangle plot that's kind of wedged in between, uh, oh, my gosh, Turkey Lake Roads on the one side. Mm-hmm. And then the road that connects from Hollywood Way to get to I-4.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is kind of, Or not fine. It's it you know, it's the road that yeah. you go to if you're going on to Cabana Bay, to get to Cabana Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you keep going straight on it, you run straight into I-4. I can't think of the name right now off the top of my head. But it's just wedged in that little triangle area, which just doing a rough estimate on Google Maps, it looks like that area, although is it's oddly shaped, it is going to be about a similar size to what Typhoon Lagoon would be over at Disney World. And for anyone who's been there, that is it's a massive water park. I would to consider say the least. Typhoon Lagoon
2: like you had said this um a few minutes ago. Um I would consider Typhoon Lagoon the closest thing to the water theme park, not Blizzard Beach, but Typhoon Lagoon because it has those three slides that are, you know, deemed like a water yeah. roller coaster that shoot you back up and um so it's not like a typical experience and so I hope that that's what they're doing. I hope their aim is to like blow this stuff out of the water and, you know, Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also very excited that now we will have a volcano to drive around. Like, think about it. When we're driving down the street to be like, oh, I'm going to go get food. <laughs> there's a giant volcano now.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's, that's cool. It's going to look beautiful. I mean, just look, again, looking at the concept art, yeah, the it's going to have artist. that nice, that tiki vibe to it in places. And there's like the Easter Island style head and very South Pacific. And it,
1: it gives it, it an elegant feel, actually, rather than a uh, touristy, what you yeah. consider a touristy water park.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just it fits in so well with the three hotels that are going to be right around that area. Because I look at that kind of tiki island culture going along with Cabana Bay, that late 50s, early 60s. That's when You know, going from the 40s into the 60s, tiki bars were popping up all over the place in California. So that attitude is definitely in that. The Hawaiian shirt, yeah. And then having right across the street from Volcano Bay will be Sapphire Falls, which has a Caribbean theme to it. And then also right next door to it, you have Royal Pacific, which really this water park seems like it could almost be right in.
1: You make you just said something that made me wonder. As far as, you know, them talking about an immersive experience, maybe it will, you know, venture out more in the sense of like, actually, water parks that we have here, they don't have like destination restaurants and things like that. Maybe maybe that will start to play a part in oh, all yeah. this, um, especially when you're talking about the uh, the tiki bars and stuff showing up. Maybe we'll start to see some kind of like really elegant dining experience along with this water park. Yeah.
0: I hope it's included in our annual pass. <laughs> I really do that's that's another good question too we don't know attractions we don't know the details what the cost will be if it will be included into an annual pass that might be something they put in their top level annual pass because something they already offer with that uh that top level pass is uh a night at halloween horror nights so that would be their premier one and then preferred is right below and then their power pass is the least one with the blackout dates so it could very well be. In I think that it depends on how pass. what
1: you're saying, how they categorize it. Yeah. Are they going to actually end up categorizing it as a third gate that's on equal um, level with Universal yeah. Studios and Islands of Adventure? If so, then I would think that it would be included in an annual pass and we could probably expect to see a rise in the cost of that. Or if they are consider- considering it not on level with that, then I would see it being just added to a top level annual pass as an option. Yeah. Just like with the Disney annual passes, you can get an annual pass that includes the water parks, but that's a pass you pay uh, you pay more for, and it's looked at as an option rather than the you know necessary for parks included annual pass go.
0: Exactly, it's I- I'm excited to see how this blows up. I mean, lately it's been all experiences inside theme parks and new hotels popping up all around uh, the Orlando area, and here we have a brand new park coming, which. Is just super exciting. And to put the math all together, uh, since 2010, now they, uh, I believe Tom Schroeder from PR at Universal tweeted about it this morning 18 new experiences at Universal since Since 2010. 2010." Wow, five years. That's insane. That amount of stuff. Hogsmeade, Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, Springfield uh, with The Simpsons, uh, Diagon Alley. Eight brand new restaurants and stuff at City Walk, mm-hmm. uh, Cabana Bay, and then also coming up, Skull Island and Sapphire Falls, and then 2017, Volcano Bay.
2: Which we saw on a, a sidebar here, real quick. Yeah. You and I got the chance to see the. Uh, Skull <clears throat> Island. Yeah, like the, the facade, the outside thing.
0: Impressive. Yeah. Oh, it's. If it's you didn't mass. care before, you just need to take one look at it, and you're just like, wow. And I'll put one of the pictures up from our show notes to uh, give everyone an update for how that's happening. But super exciting time for Universal. They've had so many announcements. uh, Still nothing now with Nintendo since they announced their partnership. But, God, the next three years learning what's going to be coming from 2018 on is just going to be... It's going to be wild. Hopefully another theme park's in there somewhere. But, you know, I guess that's just... Too high of expectations. Um, so I guess we are done with our discussion on Volcano Bay, and we will move on to the next thing that's buzzing, and that's the Today Show. It's still relevant. <laughs> I think. I haven't watched an episode in...
1: It's still very I don't know if I've ever sometime. watched a whole
0: episode, period. <laughs> I think I've watched it at some point in time. It's more uh, for
1: people who actually wake up in the morning.
0: I, don't even, I couldn't tell you who's on that show. Is it Meredith Vieira still? Robin? No. Robin?
2: Isn't Robin? Robin on the Today Show or is that Good Morning America?
1: You know I'm, Robin. I am not the person to be asking because when I don't I have to, I don't wake up G- in the morning. George's
2: <laughs> GMA. What, what channel is Today Show on? NBC, NBC. right? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a stupid question. Um, and you take the prize jo- for... George the... Stephanopoulos or Snuffleupagus? I, I don't He's care. on
0: that, isn't he? I don't know why I broke off into that tangent of who's actually on the Today Show, because I, frankly, I don't care. But for those who do care, uh, starting tomorrow morning, and only for tomorrow morning, the Today Show will be taping live from CityWalk. Kathy Lee is on the Today Show. Well, she does her thing after with Hoda, and yeah. they just drink wine and booze all day. <laughs> uh, that that part I've watched before, because it's, it's fun to watch train wrecks happening. <laughs> kind of like this show a lot of times (laughs) uh anyways today's show will be taping tomorrow morning that would be friday may 29th at city walk on the uh, stage right down by the waters of city walk or at least that's where they're going to have the live performance that's happening there uh but it's all to help kick off the 25th anniversary of universal studios florida which on another tangent this morning uh tom schroeder as we've already mentioned before he posted a picture of the new uh, the new banner that went up on the outside of Universal Studios Florida entrance. So during Mardi Gras, they'll have it say Mardi Gras. During Halloween Horror Nights, it'll say HHN. And then right now they have a nice 25th anniversary circle banner hanging right below the arches of the studio, which is a really nice touch. But, yeah, we're in the 25th anniversary series with the concerts going on uh, during the weekends right now. And, of course, on Friday – sorry – saturday may 30th pitbull will be taking the stage so my absolute favorite uh you can't get enough of pitbull especially those people from south florida who have no taste at all uh but he will he will unfortunately be performing as part of the today show when uh, the taping on friday morning so uh the real question for people who are planning on uh planning a trip immediately now tomorrow to Universal because they just found out about Pitbull, can they can they see him sing as part of the audience for the today show taping? Well yes they can. Uh there's no RSVP for this event tomorrow. Anyone who wants to go will just have to show up at City Walk and they can be a part of the full taping. Uh However, there are some catches. You can't arrive any later than 5.30 in the morning to be a part of the taping. And then also you can't leave until the end, which is at 10 a.m. So you're devoting four and a half hours
1: of your life,
0: of your life that
1: you won't get back,
0: that you will never get back (laughs) for Pitbull, quite possibly one of the worst singer. I don't want to call him a singer songwriter. Because I doubt he writes anything. We'll call him a performer. And even that's being a little generous. Uh, Dolly, Four and a half hours of watching the Today Show and this kind of performer type person. Uh, And then also getting there early to park, which the parking garage will open up at 4.30. So, and you still have to pay to park. You can't just do that. Uh, But the good news is, if you want to do that. Select venues in City Walk will be open early so you can grab some breakfast, starbs, whatever you like to do. And uh, also, you can bring some signs that say, I'm here watching Pitbull. Uh, <laughs> so, I know the big question is after we covered uh, American Ninja Warrior and we got really excited about covering in park events, will we be covering what happens with the Today Show taping and Pitbull?
1: Will, Will we? we, Craig?
0: No, God no. Okay, you uh, you couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> you don't you don't want to see such hosts like Matt Lauer,
2: Al Roker, Natalie Morales, Hoda Cope, Kathy Lee Gifford. Now that I know what the Today Show is, <laughs> you don't want to see any of those people.
0: I doubt that all of them are actually going to be there. If any of them are going to be there, it might be like a bare bones skeleton crew coming down, like Carson Daly, to do it, kind of like how they we used to send. Uh, sent al roker just random places yeah. and he would pop up. So so the main focus is the Pitbull concert here. That's one of the big main focuses that they're pushing at is that you can be a part of the audience to
1: watch Pitbull for Well, here's pl- the perform. other thing that is super cool about this regardless of how we feel about Pitbull and the today cast. They are still filming things at Universal Studios. You know, it just, you know, the idea of it having that recording shows aspect. They are. It's a good thing.
0: It's a really good thing. And it pops up more and more. And we talk about it every time that we're excited that stuff is still happening there. I just, I don't know why Universal has raging hormones for Pitbull. (laughs) it just doesn't make sense. Uh, well, no, it does make sense to me because a he's from Florida, so they can tout some locals into getting it too. And uh Universal does obviously. They cater a lot to uh foreign markets including mm-hmm. Latino markets as mm-hmm. we've talked about before when that one uh, that one
1: Prince movie Royal was, there. was
0: being well, no that uh the Brazilian, that Brazilian movie? movie was being oh, shot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So clearly they like catering to that market. Pitbull fits in. If you're in town and you want to go see the Today Show, good luck. God bless. That's all I can say to you. Nah. Moving on. So our final buzz topic. Uh, this is another exciting one, kind of rumor worthy. And I just threw a last minute addition into it as well. So first off, before we start with it, I need to give all credit to uh, parkscope.net for doing a lot of the heavy work with it. Uh, It's a site that reports on a lot of the attractions in the area all around, and they are very, very good at looking up permits to find out when stuff is being built or name changes, all that good stuff, and so they, they did a lot of the work for this next one, but... There was a permit filed last week on May 20th, I want to say. That's what it looks like in this picture. For Project 727. Uh, And I didn't want to talk about it before. Well, no, we didn't have a recorded show. I I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it this week. Because, you know, with rumors and stuff, I don't want to go spouting like I know anything whenever I don't a lot of times. But I got confirmation from one of my sources at universal just yesterday that this was actually a solid rumor but project 727 will be a building renovation of the twister showroom
1: and once again there was much rejoicing
0: there was a ton of rejoicing and we kind of talked about before that twister was definitely on the chopping block in terms of attractions that might be going in the new near future and at one time we threw out like the it would be cool if they would do a Sharknado Mm -hmm. kind of influx in there since everybody loves Sharknado. Uh, But one of the biggest and strongest rumors that's also coming from Orlando United that's basically been confirmed is that it will be a Jimmy Fallon tour of New York and Rockefeller Center with some type of technology that is used in Soren, which beats the piss out of me on how that's actually ever going <laughs> to work in such a small small area but at the same time it's not a super small area uh it is the twister showroom where the final scene happens is actually quite large whenever you really put it into perspective but uh rhino and i were discussing this with one of our uh, one of the friends of the show i won't drop names but uh he knows who he is and he was talking about twister because he worked there at one point in time and apparently whenever they were building rip ride rocket some of the structure had to go through the twister building so that would make it nearly impossible to actually take it all down so all it can do is actually be renovated
1: yeah work around that
2: i think that was part of universal's old creative team too they weren't as you know They didn't think as far forward as the current team does.
0: Yeah, a lot of changes happened, I think, in creative after Rip Ride Rocket because, of course, that attraction was a nightmare putting up, and it was delayed, and uh, it was well-known for bolts just falling off the, the <laughs> ride at any given time. Oh. So clearly, they weren't all putting their heads together on Universal Creative at that point in time. But it's exciting that they're finally going to be getting rid of Twister. And from what I'm hearing the permits are obviously filed now there's no sign of when anything's going to happen but this will happen this year that it will start to start to renovate and of course that could be the uh, new attraction then that will be coming in 2018 cuz they want to do one new attraction a year so this would definitely be something that could uh that could be popping up um and i feel like twister never really fit in to the New York area. Just because Twister doesn't take doesn't, place in yeah. New York yeah. City at any time in the actual movie. So despite my feelings on Jimmy Fallon, which are bleh, I think that it would just be incredible to have something that takes you behind the scenes of what what happens at NBC in New York. Because mm-hmm. obviously NBC and Comcast came together and they're dumping money into stuff like the universal theme parks so it'd be cool to see more of a behind the scenes look at some of that and that could even throw in more saturday night live into the parks which is something that doesn't exist really right now beyond blues brothers
2: it would be nice to see on that you know same note it, it it's nice that like I feel like that's what the Hollywood Park has, that this park is lacking a little bit, and not necessarily because they're a film studio, but, you know, they had the NBC Universal experience there that had all those, like, cool props and everything. And so it would be kind of nice to bring that um, sort of uh, backstage... uh, I don't want to say backstage magic, but that's what I want to (laughs) say. But bring that to this park, you know. I don't know.
0: No, I, I would love to see something along those... Levels go into it, and uh, I guess we'll find out more as the time comes. But whatever construction does happen, if there really is an interference with Rip Ride Rocket, it might not be as drastic as we want. But anything in there that isn't Twister, yeah, is really good, unless it's Smurfs. It's
2: just it, its the beginning of. You know what I mean? Like I feel like in five more years, Universal Studios is going to be a completely different park than it was in like 2005 or something. I, I mean, obviously, but they are just doing this massive overhaul to make the statement: like we are, you know, we're here, we are here, yeah, and we are worth being here. Yeah, and and I think that's part of them just clearing out the rest of the past, you know. Well, and
0: kind of moving forward, but not completely off topic. Uh, two days ago. Park Scope also found a permit for Project 328 that says interior building renovations to Building 14 located in Universal Studios, Florida. Building 14 is the Lucy. Oh, building. no. So, talking about museums and stuff, if a Jimmy Fallon Soren type attraction is going in the area where uh, Twister is, and we talked about at one point in time hoping that there would be a museum ever going into Universal Studios and said maybe it would be in the uh, that back section of Hollywood with the, uh, the Gardens of Allah. Obviously, uh, we still don't know what's actually happening back there. I'm sure it's hidden deep somewhere on the internet that someone's found and I just haven't bothered looking it up yet. But if Lucy could be renovating, that could also be perfect space for another museum because that's about all that can fit in there. And I know you haven't personally been in there. No, I know. No, I definitely have to do it. It is easily the same size as the NBC Universal Experience in Hollywood, and so if they were going to translate that museum experience over, it's in the Hollywood section of the park. It would make sense to do it there.
2: Yeah. Um, on that Garden of Allah note, I didn't. I thought when they took the walls down, the walls are down, aren't they? In Some front of the. Them. I just assumed it was just they were repainting back there. I didn't know there was still stuff happening back there. So, is that still a thing? Like, going to
0: happen at night.
2: No, but I mean, like, I, th- I assumed, like, you know, the wall came down and I was like, well, there goes all our hope of the museum or whatever. Th- so, I didn't know they were still transforming something back there.
0: There's still walls up on the kid's own side. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't know what's happening back there. I'm not a part of Universal Creative. If I was, I'd know a lot more uh, someday. Someday. No. (laughs) Actually, no day, maybe. Uh, So that is everything that is happening in the buzz. Encore, encore. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that means we're moving into our mid-show shuffle. There he goes. Oh,
1: I told you, he does it every time. I control
0: the keys. You can't stop me now. <laughs> we can't and we don't want to. But I just realized for those that are watching, they will be in the same boat for those who are listening, and that our mid-show shuffle this week is about the French fries at the cowfish. And I completely forgot... To take the pictures off my phone and have them ready for this show so they will once again be in the show notes at disunplug.com. so it, you can see the picture of the new french fries it's not uh, overly exciting <laughs> it's not really exciting it's frankly it's just a picture of french fries uh but they are different french fries as we reported during I find our it, exciting. Uh, it is exciting and it's not exciting <laughs> it's,
1: it's a very minor thing but as we talked about before when we reviewed cowfish all of our french fries consistently came out cold. Um, it was not an accident. It was consistent all the way around. Many times we went to Cowfish, and many times our french fries came out cold. Uh, Rhino and I went on a separate occasion one evening with friends, and I specifically asked the waiter to please bring me my french yeah. fries while they were warm. I practically begged him, and he told me that it was a near impossibility simply because the french fries at that time were too thin and so they didn't retain heat the minute that they touched the very cold air of the restaurant they cooled down and it was almost impossible to have warm french fries hence uh, we come to the situation that we are about to talk about correct
0: yeah so they finally replaced the fries uh Found out about it on Twitter earlier in the week. I can't remember who posted it, so I'm sorry. I will give you credit if I can remember it one day. Um, But they finally replaced the French fries. So now they went from those really tiny, skinny French fries that almost looked like McDonald's but had uh, just half the size. Yeah. Almost shoe. They were shoestring
1: fries. Yeah.
0: Shoestring fries for little kids. Yeah, I will say, for people with smaller hands, also carnies. <laughs> uh, I smell like cabbage. <laughs> and so now these French fries are more like, I, I would say, similar size to McDonald's in, term to, in terms of thickness, uh, except they still have, like, pieces of the potato on, so it gives it that idea of their hand cut. And all American can imagine some uh, Paul Bunyan-type looking person pressing them down Less in the back. Processed. Uh, yeah, you know, that but... Is- If anything, they're still bagged French fries. Mm -hmm. They just have skins on them now.
1: But the big question is, do they retain their heat?
0: They did. They came out warm. Uh, However, we also went and checked it out yesterday during lunchtime, a little bit after lunchtime. And uh, so there was no one really in the restaurant. And we sat right at the bar because we didn't want to go into getting tables and all that junk. Uh, So... They came out really quickly, and they were warm, and uh, I think it probably took us about 10 minutes to get through them because we had other food there, too. So, essentially, uh, yeah, they they withheld their heat, but if they waited longer in the window and then got to us and we took a while to get to them, I, it might not It was still tough, but they definitely are a step up from the crap that they used to serve there.
1: So now instead of it being nearly impossible to get your French fries warm, it's possible, but still there's a chance that it won't be, is what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it all comes down to if they're busy and they can't get food out quickly. It's probably still going to come out cool, but that's true of any. I was restaurant. just going to say mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's you're nitpicking at this point. That's crazy. Um, not crazy, but
2: that if they can't get French fries out on time, that's crazy. Get get yourself together,
0: please. Yeah. <laughs> and they obviously have gotten themselves together in my past couple experiences there in terms of getting food out quickly and everything's still warm or cold depending on how you. My sandwich was it. too hard to pick, too hot to pick up. Hey, yeah, you can't argue with those results. Yeah. So the great French fry debacle of the cowfish in 2015 has been resolved. resolved, cured, et cetera, et cetera. If you've been holding off on the cowfish to wait and see if their French fries got any warmer they have, check it out now. It's a really good restaurant, in my opinion.
2: I love it. I mean, I yep. I, I didn't mean to harp on them about their French no. fries. Wow.
0: I, I, it's one of my favorite dining experiences, but you have to be adventurous. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come yeah, on. well, adventure is universal. I think that's on one of the billboards. God, we are just nailing it today. <laughs> you know, we do what we got to do. Uh, and that's going to do it for the mid-show shuffle, and that's going to take us directly into our spotlight on the universe. And this week, we are talking velociraptors. Er, yeah. er. I can't make the noise. I sound like a dolphin. Yeah, that... It's oh, no, like a seal,
2: a, not a dolphin. A I'm dying saying.
0: seal <laughs> yeah. as oh. it was being eaten by either a raptor or a shark.
1: <laughs> I'll go with sharks since okay. raptors are extinct. Well... Except for...
0: Except for the ones that are at Universal... Universal or
1: Orlando. And
0: Hollywood. Well, because they have them in Jurassic Park River Adventure okay. at Hollywood, too. wow. But... The ones we're talking about, of course, are at Islands of Adventure in the Jurassic Park section of the park. So if you were good at timing out things perfectly at Universal in the past, you may have experienced a uh, an attraction there that got you up close to a, uh, a Triceratops. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I've been going to Universal, I think it only was open at one point in time for maybe like two months, and I had no idea what it was. And... I figured it was just something that was going to be around. So I never had the chance to participate in it. Rest in peace. Uh, and that was part of the Triceratops Trail. But now we have a raptor encounter that is in basically the same area. It's to the right of the Discovery Center. And it would also be to the left of side area of where uh, Jurassic Park River Adventure and Camp Jurassic are. So it's kind of sandwiched in between all of those hidden in the trees. Hidden in the trees. That
1: little not so obvious trail that goes off into the...
0: And I mean it's still slightly hidden because there's the Triceratops uh, skeleton Mm -hmm. rock looking thing right in front of it but it is there. And before we really talk about the details of it in our experience... We do have a very brief video showing off what the raptor encounter is like. So, Rhino, I believe we will cut to that now. Oops. I'm just going to tell everybody who you are. Well, Craig. tell
2: everyone who I am. This is Craig Williams, for all of us who don't know. He's and the host
0: of our show. I, I am. D- so, now you're going to do a straight cut to that video. Which I sure am. now. Wow, that showed me doing really quick hand <laughs> movements. But, uh... Well, sometimes it's necessary that to looks produce a- while also. You're just like a. Hosting. You're the Swiss Army knife, Craig. Thank you very much. I really, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, I try to do everything that I can. So, for those of you who are watching, obviously, you just saw a brief look at what you will see during the Raptor Encounter experience at. Universal Orlando and for those of you who are listening right now you'll be able to once again find that on our show notes page disunblog.com, as well as our uh, YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash WDW and that's where you can find a lot more of our videos including a lot of videos that are happening at Universal and Disney and Disneyland and all those cool places so should we get into the meat and potatoes of this? Yes. I
1: think it's time. I
0: like those things. You like those things? You like meat? You like potatoes? Okay. So the raptor encounter, we already talked about where it is. Uh, so we'll kind of go through the details of uh, how the experience works. So the first part is uh, the line is not super difficult to find, but it is at the same time. So they have a sign out front that says raptor encounter, and then... You would think that that would be the obvious place of where you're going to enter in, but the the line actually isn't there. You have to kind of keep going around the trees. I guess if it's slow, you might be able to enter right in there. But otherwise, you have to keep going around the forest, and then you'll eventually find universal team members that will let you into the line. So the first positive part of this experience is it is all—the line itself is all in shade, except for one portion of right before you actually get to meet the raptor. Mm -hmm. Everything is completely— Covered up by those nice trees, so the line I think while we were there was maybe twenty minutes total. Yeah, I'd say twenty minutes because
2: because we had um they had to take one of the raptors and and the and feed it and then the other one came out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we had a a set change happen in the middle of of our experience and. It looked like there was a lot of people in line, and I thought we were getting ready to wait quite a while. I
2: was like, great,
0: we're going to be here for uh, an hour. I thought it was going to be at least an hour. Exactly, and it ended up only being 20 minutes from the time we got in line, and I'd say there was maybe 100 people in front of us, Mm -hmm. Uh, and as you know from other theme parks, uh, and just even at Universal, if there's 100 people in front of you when you're meeting a character, that that could be anywhere from a ten-minute wait up to a two-hour wait, depending on who right. it is and what type of experience and interaction it is. So the first off, the good news is if it looks like there's a long line, it might not actually be that long. You just have to, you have to wait and see, but you'll be in the shade for the most part. So enjoy it; you won't get sunburned. Well, right
2: I, I, on that shaded note too, what was really nice is it, it was it was broken into like two separate queues, so they were holding people back a little bit from the sunny queue, which I appreciated. I don't know if they were doing that on purpose because of that or if it was because they knew there was a set change coming or something, but it was it was a nice touch. Very nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and for me, I enjoy experiences like this, but I typically don't do them, especially if they're outside in the wide open sun. Well, so t- this wanna- was a really positive Part for me that we could wait in the shade and it was nice.
1: I wanted to ask specifically about the experience. Um, so this is, if we're going to categorize it, this is a meet and greet, or is it some type of educational? Excuse me, <clears throat> educational experience where they take the opportunity to, you know, um, explain dinosaurs and that's a great question history
0: it is essentially a glorified photo opportunity
1: okay so it's sort of a meet and greet it exists within
2: jurassic park so you are you have to go in with the mindset that it's you are at jurassic park and they are taking out a raptor for you to meet because it's it's in the Jurassic World mode right now, so it's the tamed Chris Pratt raptor. That was
0: that was my next point. It's these are a, these are trained raptors. So, so
1: this is an attraction in the sense that it's supposed to mimic the experience that you would have as an attraction in Jurassic Park. Yep. Yet it's also primarily a photo op.
2: It's like, it's yep. a petting zoo. You don't pet. You don't pet the. No, but the the
0: idea of a petting zoo. Not, okay. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, not really, okay. but usually petting zoos, you get to go up and touch stuff. They won't let you touch this velociraptor to at all. So you get up to it, uh, and there's there's two raptors that they have. Uh, as we found out, of course, both are females because in Jurassic Park, uh, you can't have any males, but you can because life will find a way. What do you, uh, you go at
2: and you uh, lift up the dinosaur skirt or...? <laughs>
0: It's just weird that you didn't cut to yourself, so it's just me sitting there with this weird (laughs) look on my face. I thought I was going to say it faster. I apologize. That's fine. Uh, So there's two raptors, so that way whenever they do a shut change, it was probably only five. (laughs) (laughs) I said said (laughs) S-H-E-T. There will be no editing of that because it did not come out with an I in it. You turned real red real fast. Yes, I did, because I almost said it, and I didn't, Okay, so go me. Uh,
1: it's always awkward when those set changes happen.
0: Yes. Go ahead. Uh, two raptors. <laughs> set changes. Only about five to ten minutes in between each, but the two raptors are Lucy and Ethel.
2: Yes. Oh, oh.
0: Now, very, very cute that they named them that. So, you're in line waiting, and you can obviously see the raptor moving, and it's it's moves a lot because it's not an animatronic or it's not necessarily a person in a Raptor suit, but it is in fact a puppet very much. So like some of the puppetry that's been used in, uh, in American werewolf in London during Halloween horror nights in this past year with the alien versus predator house, uh, okay. with the alien puppets. And then also, uh, it's very similar to the puppets, not in a sense that, uh, not in a sense that it's the same size or even the technique of puppetry, but these raptors were designed by Michael Curry, and that is, that's the same guy who worked on all the puppets, including the ones in Diagon Alley for the uh, Tales oh, of Beetle. Phenomenal job with all which that Those puppets are amazing. Everything he apparently touches is just gold.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this might be a dumb question, but so when you're talking about puppet, you're, you're referring and not a person in a costume but you're still referring to the puppet in the aspect that there is a person operating from the inside
0: i would assume that this person is operating on the inside so i like to think of it in the same terms as uh is of how i watched the jim henson creature shop challenge that they had on yes. sci-fi a little while ago yeah. where you know it when you think puppet, you think one person controlling, like, classic Kermit the Frog style. But really, with puppetry, you can have a person inside of a suit controlling one thing, and then a person backstage using a remote control, mm. controlling head movement, yeah, gotcha. neck movement. You can have multiple people working on one actual uh, puppet and it's, this is a sense that I could absolutely yeah. see that happening. You have a person inside controlling the body movements moving around, and then there's a person with the remote control that can actually control those head movements mm-hmm. and when to when to use different sounds because this it's a real moving raptor in that it will open up its mouth. It bit my hat. We have video of that, but I'm not showing it to anyone because the person who took the video did an awful, awful job at it. But uh she tried, her, she tried her best, and that's all that Jesus has for. I'm not the, but, I,
1: I'm not the she, by the way. Yeah,
0: you're not the she. It was just a, a random park goer, I will say. Not even that. It was a team member that just <laughs> was mind-boggling. But anyways, uh, it, it will come up and interact with you. So there has to be something that's interacting or that's using the mouth and making it move and then also triggering different noises. So... It is a very complex puppet. Um just just incredible. Uh and it does move very quickly. I would say we probably had about a 20 second experience with it maybe no, around that. Well, maybe 20 yeah. to 30 seconds. Yeah, I was going
2: to say maybe maybe a few longer, but
0: I mean, it was it was a
2: quality experience. Oh yeah. I and are you, you're going to I'm sure you're going to talk about it. I just want to say like the experience isn't just with the raptor too. It's with the team member like it's a combined sort of experience
0: that's a good point so they do have a team member there that is a raptor trainer and you know she'll be the one that controls the line and like okay you're next and then uh so whenever they want to trigger some of these raptor movements the raptor is just not doing its own thing she'll be talking to them and like, no no don't 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 yeah. bite them oh, stay, yeah. stay back and kind of Doing little cute things like that, so that will trigger different uh different ways for the puppet puppet master. She, Should we uh,
2: she pu- made a um the
1: puppeteer
2: accused the puppeteer, thank you. Master. Um she made an announcement to the line ahead of time that was uh she said like they feed off of our emotions, so like not to be scared or nervous or because then you'll make the raptor scared or nervous. So I thought it was just a really cool it, They were phenomenally themed without being annoying about it it too
0: it was a nice immersive experience and that whenever you're waiting there and you see that raptor coming out and even once it's there you genuinely feel like you're in a jurassic park environment Mm -hmm. arguably for the first time because otherwise jurassic park you know you have river adventure and that kind of gives you that feeling but this isn't just the glorified photo ops that they have where you Uh, stand in front of the vehicle from the wrong movie in front of a T-Rex from a different movie. You know that annoys me. Because I know that pisses you off all the time, Rhino. But it's not like you just stand in front and do your stupid reaction. This is a real moving experience. And it's something where you can hand your phone or your camera to a team member and they can take as many pictures as you want. They also have a (laughs) photo connect person there. Uh, We gave her too much. We gave her a video camera and a phone. And so she was struggling on what to do, what not to do. So I'll give her a little more credit than that. But, uh, you know, with this experience, I would almost argue, and we saw it happening a lot, if you have multiple phones in your group, maybe give one to the team member who's taking pictures. Give her that. To uh, take a little bit of a video with, so that way you get to see that whole experience happening. Because that's, I mean, the thing's moving, so you don't want to mm-hmm. just capture that one still moment. But if you yeah. still want that experience uh, of having that picture there, then you you can take advantage of the Photo Connect person there, mm-hmm. or just take a selfie. A lot of people were taking selfies
1: without with sticks,
0: the, without sticks, even just mm-hmm. holding it back, and they were kind of encouraging mm-hmm. it as well in saying, "Oh no, it would be cooler if you kind of." held the phone a little lower and shot up. So you've makes oh, yeah it a scarier. Right. And yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, I, I definitely recommend having them try to take some type of video just so you get that better experience of mm-hmm. it than, than just a photo. But
1: I think what I really like about this, and I think this is also something that maybe sets universal apart from Disney in a way, you know, at Disney you have the very classic meet and greets, but as you're saying, it's, it's everybody in a costume this is at least the second experience that I can think of of a quote unquote meet and greet type of experience, where it you feel like you're not meeting some interacting with something in a costume. There's an actual operation of. Uh, I don't know how to say it, operation of something in order to have this happen. The other one would be the Transformers, I've already expressed. I really want to meet Bumblebee. That's not just a person in a costume. That's a little bit more of a complex type situation, and therefore it makes it a little bit more of an exciting and different type of experience. And
0: I might be wrong, but I want to say that Michael Curry also designed the Transformers costumes too.
1: Fantastic.
0: Uh, I, I think he does essentially everything from if Disney needs puppets, to, if Universal needs them, he's just kind of the go-to person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's nationwide or if he's only in Florida, I was, was going to say, I wonder if he did use the them, but, California stuff too. But, yeah, I, I have no idea. But regardless, he does an excellent job in making mm-hmm. this. And I don't typically go to photo experiences at all uh, unless I just happen to time it perfectly that I see a character right there and, and no one's waiting for wait, it. Yeah. I'll jump in. This is something that I will wait for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not every time I'm at Universal, since I go multiple times a week, but this anytime like I'm some, there with someone new. This I'll is be something
1: going. I think that I will, I will actually make a point to take my children to the park just for this. Because I think that they would lose their ever loving minds.
0: Yeah. And just be warned, it's happening every day right now, but the hours are not that long. It's starting up around 11 o'clock. And then it's only happening until mid to late afternoon. So I think I've heard anywhere between 3 and 4 or 5 o'clock is whenever it's ending. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't go at Park Open expecting to see it or, you know, right at Park Closed. to Try to be the last person and have to wait the least amount. You got to go right smack dab in the middle of the day if you want to be a part of it. But it is something that I highly highly recommend that everyone does at some point in time if they're there especially if you're a jurassic park fan oh yeah and you know it just it sets up such an excitement for jurassic world coming out in just a few short weeks now
1: that's fantastic i just
0: cannot wait two weeks two weeks oh my god two weeks once again just looking at me and you're (laughs) rambling away in the background but that's fine uh and so yeah with that that's our spotlight on the universe the brand new raptor encounter experience at universal so before we go just going to uh wrap up with a little bit of housekeeping uh mentioned it before but for everyone who doesn't know yet our our diagon allen Dizapalooza party diagon allen that's that's tim allen's brother diagon (laughs) allen uh our diagon alley uh party in december is completely sold out so if you're if you're a part of that, we look forward to seeing you there. If you're not, we'll see you at the next one if it ever happens, which I'm sure it will, as well as all the group space on our 2016 Oasis of the Seas. Uh, Diz Podcast Cruise is also uh, sold out, but you can still get space on the ship, and you can find out more information about that on in our show notes as well as dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And like always, if you like what we're doing, make sure to... Subscribe to us on YouTube, on iTunes, all those places. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we have a lot of new information going up all the time. And also, while you're on, all of those types of places, comment, like our videos uh, if you do like them. Also, feel free to dislike them. Feel free to leave us bad reviews and good reviews. I prefer the good ones. But hey, life's like a box of chocolates.
1: So philosophical. I'm, I'm not going to finish
0: you never know <laughs> what you're going to get yeah I went there uh, and just keep watching if you like us and keep listening uh, we appreciate all your support and with that we are going to end it with this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition we will be back next week with another good episode maybe, maybe not but until then <laughs> we will see you later